I had a conversation with Andre before I quit my job and he told me you need to create a recurring $10,000 a month in revenue. And I did that. But I was like, most of us don't even need $10,000 a month. Like that's just a luxury. And so it blew my mind that when he told me that and I got back in the lab and I created more things that I was able to do that. And I was able to generate my annual salary by building something out of my brain. Tweet Talk episode 106. We on that what it sounds like to be the best. This is a Black Wealth Podcast. Yes. Build wealth, invest, own, and close the wealth gap. It's time to break down these financial concepts with your host, Mr. Todd Meganet himself, Charles Oglesby, and Raphael Husband. Hey, episode LeBron James. <laughs> and this isn't this is not our first LeBron James episode. Interestingly enough, we have somebody on the show from Ohio. Um, I'm not sure if you're from Cleveland or near Cleveland. No. All right. So you probably don't have that big of a draw to LeBron James as somebody who might be from Cleveland. But that team is ghetto, man. I hate that team. (laughs) These dudes really went out there and just got everybody and said, hey, we here. Like, bro, you can't do that. Well, welcome to Tweet Talk, the Black Wealth Podcast, where we normally talk about how to build black wealth and dissect tweets. Tonight, we're going to talk about LeBron James. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. We're going to talk about building black wealth. I am your co-host, Raphael Husbands. You can follow me on Twitter at Work Money Life. Follow my co-host, Charles Oglesby, the third JD, on Twitter at Real Todd Billion. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Tweet Talk Pod, P-O-D. And tonight, we have a guest by the name of Bruce Hill. Well, that's his... That's pronounced Bruce Hill, New Skill You. That's right. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them who you are, what you do, Bruce. Hey, I'm Bruce Hill, New Skills, New You. I teach sales skills to entrepreneurs, help them level up their life and career and their business. It all levels up when you level up. Cool, cool, cool. And Bruce is a part of our business development mastermind group. Definitely stepped in and, and is playing a big part in leading the group. Uh, thank you for that, Bruce. Hey, thank you for the opportunity to serve. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, so tell us a little bit more about yourself, man. Where are you from? I was born and raised in Ohio, and I've been easing down 75 for the last um, maybe 10 years. So I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, rolled down to Cincinnati, Ohio, that's straight down 75. Then I ended up in Kentucky, straight down 75. Then I ended up in Nashville, Tennessee for just a little bit, four or five years. That's down 65. Then I found my way in Atlanta, Georgia. That's my favorite place in the world. And I've been all over the world. And uh, somehow ended up back in Ohio. That's another story for another day. I'm going to get back to Atlanta sooner than later. So along the way, I became the man I am in front of you today. And it's been a beautiful journey. It's been exciting. Where did you get that mic from, man? That thing is cool. And the quality is really good. Yeah. Uh, So I'm a sales professional. I do what I teach. I've been... um, sales for 15 years. I've been a sales professional for, for 10. Uh, can, we could dive into that. And so one of the things is we, is we talk a lot. Some of the best connections are made, you know, toe to toe, as we say, or belly to belly, as they say in the country. Uh, with this virtual world, I do a lot of conversations over the phone and Zoom and communication is key. So just like with a podcast, the audio is so important and I got to make sure people hear me. So I kept it real simple with a headset back to my call center days 
It's not fancy, but it works. That's all Where'd I need to know. From? And how much did you pay for it? Oh, man, this was $30 at Best Buy. Really? Yeah. Does it sound all right? Quality audio. It sounds amazing, man. That's, that's, that's probably the biggest tip I can I can give to, to new entrepreneurs. It doesn't take any money to start a business. It does take money to grow a business. And this is a question. I have some cash sitting in my PayPal right now. And I said, how can I spend this money so that makes more money? And it's a little bit different because before I used to buy programs, I used to buy like cool shirts, sh- shout outs to Doers Clothing. You can't even get this one anymore. Um, and I would buy all these things that didn't add value to the business or to the customers I was supposed to be serving. So this headset was a good investment. It don't have to be crazy. I, I don't know. You guys probably probably know better than me. You could spend a couple hundred dollars on a mic. Um, what else? What else did I do? What else did I do? Oh, I got uh don't don't let me lie to you. It's called eCam. Ecam for better video. So I hope this video is crisp and clear. That's just a few dollars a month. And so every dollar I, ch- I spend these days has got to add some value to my customers or improve the business. Hey, oh, that's oh, that's like software um, you're paying for for the camera. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. Check it out. I um I learned about it from I want to say Fox. I think his name is Fox. And basically, it just helps have a clear picture, helps coordinate your live streams. And um, it's it's it helps, like, eliminate background noise. It's, it's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. It's a nice little tool for anyone that shoots live video often or teaches uh, live videos <laughs> like yours truly. Uh, for Mac only, though, right? Like- it is. It is. Mm, okay, okay, okay. So what would you say, you know, you are part of the Todd Capital Business Mastermind Group. What do you say yes, you, you've gone out of the group so far? Wow, that's been a phenomenal group to be a part of for the accountability. If anybody's not familiar with the concept of a mastermind, it is literally the combination of minds and ideas moving towards a goal. And so our goal is, is, is wealth and not just be rich, but wealth. So the accountability has been there. Hey, are you doing what you said you were going to do? The inspiration is there because you look and see the the team winning, see the group posting successes and get you fired up. You're like, I want some of that too. Let's go. And then it's been a great opportunity to serve. I've helped a lot of the members individually, whether that was speaking, whether that was some sales skills to help them in their business. And I have the opportunity to teach as well on Tuesdays. We talk sales skills and how sales skills change my life and how it can improve yours. So, man, just reason on top of reason why if you're not in a mastermind, you need to join one. Of course, I'm biased, but it's good for you. Todd Capital Mastermind is a great place to start. Todd Billion on Instagram, links in the bio. Link in the bio. Link in all the bio, baby. Join Todd Capital Business Mastermind for sure. Charles, Mr. 3.7 in the pandemic. How you doing tonight, brother? Uh, man, I'm living. Chargers beat the Chiefs. So, you know, that says a lot, man. The Chiefs, ex-Super Bowl uh, or past Super Bowl, what do you call them? They didn't win it, but they like what? I don't know, Super Bowl team. Participants. Super Bowl participant contenders. And uh, we cracked the code on them because it really was a defensive game. So, our offense definitely balled out, but we really shined on defense. So two interceptions, two fumbles, and fumble recoveries. So it's good. It's funny. I was listening to Gary V, and he was talking about how like he always sees himself as an underdog. And I've always seen myself as an underdog, and I kind of pride myself on being the underdog, hence why I don't like the whole 
recruiting every damn body in the world to the Lakers so they can play a damn fucking basketball game when they already had a decent team with AD and LeBron. And I think they had one more person. So it's real ghetto over there in L.A. That's honestly a big reason why I've never been a a Laker fan. I just I can't get down with that life because a lot of us weren't born with that life. So it doesn't relate to me. Like I I wasn't I wasn't born with the, the deck stacked in my favor and just had to go out there and just show up. And and so for me, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as someone who's grinding and getting out of the dirt every day, I relate more to the team that's getting out the dirt, that's being dismissed, that's being looked over, that's being talked down on. I relate more to that and finding a way to win despite. So it's hmm. kind of just been like a long theme in my life of just grinding with the underdog and they have their time to shine. And the, and, and the Lakers, man, and not the Lakers, the, the, the Chargers, we shining right now. And after we beat the Raiders, we shine even more. We should have beat the the Cowboys. So there's a lot of metaphors for life in sports. But that's my win of the day. But also just got back from the Eric Thomas 120 Live Conference. Amazing Yo, conference. I'm so mad. On, I was I was just somewhere else. Yeah. I wish I could have joined you, man. Was it good or was it great? It was an amazing experience, man. Um, I tell people that one of the things that I took from it, was they massively overvalued or over over delivered. So it's interesting because how they set it up, like the first day is really the only day if you got general admission that you get to go to. But the V and it wasn't even the whole first day. It was like until three o'clock that first day if you got general admission. They really pushed everybody to get VIP. The VIP, you had the whole first day until three. And then they had like three or four more hours of speaking from like three until seven. They had a live podcast. So you really got, I would say, like three sessions of ET just in the first day. So he was the second speaker. He spoke again after lunch, and then he had the the podcast. Um, Jamal King lit it up. Nine to five millionaire. His presentation was amazing. He walks through. It was I'd never seen it presented like this. He talked about how the average millionaire has seven streams of income, and he walked through how he's created income from all those streams. But he broke it down. He was like, so they have capital gains income. They have dividend income. They have um, passive income. They have all these different business income, all these different things. But he walked through his life, how he did it. And I thought that was so powerful. And then the next day was the actual application day. And that was a long day as well. But a lot of value, man. The social media presentation that Nikki Saunders put on was mind-blowing. Very, very good stuff. I got a ton of value out of that. So, man, now, you know, Thai Capital Conference coming up. So I'm just hyped for my own conference now. So it's going down. I'm in there. All the way to Cali. Oh, absolutely. It ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. <laughs> We've been said that you need to do it in Cali, man. But um, what are, what are dates we looking for? We, we What are dates? Oh, it's November 19th, November 20th. I want to say that's a Friday and a Saturday. I need to double yes, check. It is. Yeah. Friday and oh, a Saturday. Also the 20, but also the next 21st, month? Huh? No, it's in November. Well, that is next month, dude. Pretty much. <laughs> By the time this podcast uh, comes out. So, huh? <laughs> yeah. We yeah. got about 48 hours left for September. That's next month. So yeah, November is next month. If you listen to this, folks, you got a, you got about 30 days max. Yeah, get that ticket. I'll be there. Maybe if I ask real nicely, I hop up on stage and drop some gems. We got you, man. You're definitely on the on there. Oh, there it is. And it's up. Yeah, man. We're going to do it big. Yeah, we're going to do it nice. So, Charles, you had a tweet where you said, and this reminded me of what Bruce said earlier about spending on, on stuff that's going to build the business. You said, if you're going to spend 20K on a rental, just spend another $50 <laughs> and get the course, fam. It's funny because I had that thought that's for myself. 
because I'm over here doing a flip and there's courses out there by very successful investors that teach you how to flip. And I haven't bought the course. Mm. And that course is the Jamal King make real estate real course. And I was like, bro, like that course probably costs like 500 bucks. And I just sent somebody $5,000 and I don't even know if they delivered on the $5,000 promise. I got to call them and get on them because it's just the story of my life. You out here hiring folks, you send them five grand and they out there on a beach, but (laughs) there might've been, but that kind of speaks to what I'm saying is the mistakes that I'm making. If I were to invest in that course, I would not be making those mistakes. And not only that, when you invest in the course, you get access to the course creator. Yes. So having access to Jamal King is priceless. And a lot of people there out here like, I'm not buying that course. And the reason why I even tweeted that is because I was talking to somebody today and they were like, hey, I just got my first Turo car. And so I asked them, I said, are you going to rent it out of, uh, are you going to do this and this and this? And they were like, uh, I never thought about that, but that sounds really smart. I should probably do that. Thanks. And I was like, if you would have just spent $50 on the course, you would have known all this stuff because I spread it all out on the course. But it's like folks who go out there, they'll spend $20,000 on the car but spending $50 for your course is out of the question. Folks who go out there and spin their wheels trying to do it right. Interestingly enough, I had that experience even with doing reels. Like you'll look at Crystal and Crystal will say, you need to do reels because reels is how you do it. But you don't know exactly what she's teaching in the reels course. And I saw her post a few things about including a call to action, the caption, using different trending songs. And if you didn't take her course, you wouldn't know those specific details because all she says in the abstract is use reels. And so people will say, I got a course on Turo. Somebody's going to think, oh, I got to buy a car, put it on Turo and think that that's the end all be all. No, there's several individual steps you might not see that can make you or break you, especially if you're financing that car. And so invest in the content, y'all. Don't be cheap. Don't be hating on somebody else's success because you're like, I'm not going to make them more money. Your $50 is not going to make them richer or poor, but it might make you richer or poor. If you invested the $50 and got that $500, $5,000 worth of content, you'd be better off. But you're so busy trying to keep that $50 in your pocket, you can go out there, you're going to struggle. You're going to fumble over your feet, you're going to be stressed out. The little reasons why I'm able to do certain things are because I paid for courses. Everything I'm doing is because I paid for a course. Hmm. So y'all don't want to invest in me. That's y'all loss, man. That's y'all loss. Wow, that's yo. Like we need some snaps, some snaps for that. And let me let me jump in, y'all. Have y'all read Outliers? Yeah. So um, Dr. Eric Anderson has a philosophy, has a, a principle that says it takes about ten thousand hours to mastery. I fundamentally disagree with that. I think it's ten thousand repetitions. It's ten thousand repetitions. But what's really cool is that you don't have to do all the repetitions. So it's like it's like this Think We're going to keep it very, very simple. Let's say you're walking through the woods. Let's call it the jungle. It's it's trees and vines and you're you're struggling to get through. The distance is the same. Let's say the distance is one mile and it takes you two hours. Stay with me. So the next person comes through with a machete and they chop down all the vines and they only go one mile. But the path is a little bit clearer now. So it only takes them one hour. So then the next person comes through and this is where these repetitions come in and they have an ax and they have a crew and a team and they create a road that might take them 10 hours. But here's the really cool part. You buy the course. That's the map. You buy the map. You say, hey, if you go this way, it's a mile. You'll get through the jungle. Now it only takes you 10 minutes because you bought the map. You still have to go a mile. There's no shortcuts. But when you grab the course, it's the fast track. Because you could go through another section of the jungle 
and cut through the vines and the trees yourself. And you might end up going three miles in circles and crisscross when the distance from A to B was really should have only been one mile. So I want you all to take that to every aspect of your life. If you're trying to accomplish something, ask yourself, who's already done all the work? Who's going to help me fast track this? You still got to put in the reps. You still got to go a mile. Nobody's going to carry you. No one's coming to save you. But if you could find the path that's already paved, why wouldn't you take the fast track? Tell me why. Because you want to get it out the mud? You want to get it from the bottom? Why? I'll see you on the other end. Let me know when you get here. Right. Crazy. I mean, you said it, man. We got we to gotta let go of this uh, romantic idea of getting out of the mud and that we did it all ourselves, man. Definitely got to get rid of that. Let that go. I mean, that's the reason why I dropped that podcast or uh, quick start guide. Start your own podcast 24 hours or less. Like, because I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I started a podcast and I made all the mistakes, the bad at audio and editing myself and all this other stuff. And I didn't have the money for fancy microphone and all these things. And I know where people are coming from, man. You don't know if you can do it. You don't know what's the best microphone to use, headphones. You don't know what's, you know, how to do it. You don't, you don't want to spend money out of your pocket to host the thing. You don't know how much it's going to cost you. Cut all that, man. I show you how to do it. Get it done in 24 hours. Let's get there it, it is. Raphael's made a map. He's made a map for y'all. So you want to start your podcast, go grab that. Where can they grab that? Get that um uh gumroad.com slash tweet talk or you can find it in the gumroad.com slash tweet talk. Beautiful. Yep. Now here's a, here's something else I want to I want to share with y'all. Let's say you watch a little YouTube video on building a podcast and that gets you get gets you a few steps forward. Then you grab Raphael's course, starting the podcast in 24 hours or less. You don't have to stop there. You can level up. There might be a five thousand dollar course, it might be a ten thousand dollar course. A lot of people either one want to figure it out for themselves or they want to start at the $20,000 course. Don't do that. Sometimes it just takes uh, $50 to help you save tens of thousands of dollars in mistakes, hours in mistakes. But that's the beautiful thing about getting started. Just start small. Dream big and start small. That's what I always say. Dream big, start small. I might actually have to grab that, Ralph. I'm, I'm going to start a podcast I'm trying to be like y'all when I grow up. Yeah, and that's why I like, was challenged to make a, a product for a dollar. And I'm keeping it at a dollar for now. Or probably I might keep it for a dollar forever. Uh, the only reason the only reason I'm not going to make it absolutely free is because I wanted to do put some kind of little action, put a little something in there, you know, but. Hold on. You're saying you're going to help them start a podcast in 24 hours and it's only a dollar? Only a dollar, brother. You just got to take oh. the action. I mean, you literally could do it. And, and it's a short read is 10 pages but it's a really short read like 20 minutes probably you could probably read that thing and get started oh man yeah i'm about to grab that as soon as we as soon as we depart ways yes yeah, yeah man get it but uh, like you said and i'm, I'm about to build up the level the level up too because we're going to do like a full uh podcast guide like because this one i just want people to take action and get started because that's the hardest yes. thing for most people mm-hmm. except for the, except for the consistency you know but we can't get to consistency unless you start first, you know? <laughs> so true. Yeah. So true. You can't be consistent if you never start. Right. So this one is like, I said, this one, I say in the book, like, this is not, this is not the, the guy to make you thousands of dollars because people think it might be thinking like, you know, this is my, my ticket. No, this one is, this is just to get you started to get off your butt and stop sitting on this idea that you have for six months, three years, whatever. Ooh. Oh, you're going to hurt somebody's feelings, bro. <laughs> uh, this is what it's for. Get off your butt and get started. Then you get the level up later on. 
But, you know, get that. I'll be in the show notes. It'll be in the show notes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Shout out to my man, Charles, for giving me the push on that one. Um, hey, Charles, do lead by example. I will give him that. He definitely leads by example. So, Charles, you also said, I don't hate rental properties. I just don't like all the time and effort it takes to make such small money. Yeah, I'm mute, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, digital products will put your life in perspective. Um, when you can create a digital product and make money in minutes, make money wherever you are in the world, make money whatever you, whenever you're doing something or not doing something, it really kind of spoils you and it, and it it makes you have a disdain for things that aren't as easy. And so when you get a text message from a tenant who is acting like through the pandemic, we, we, we did pretty well towards the end of the pandemic people started like kind of acting crazy. And so I had tenants who said they're, they're not paying rent until things get fixed, but they wouldn't give us access to the property. And so I'm over here trying to fix the stuff. And then it's like, then they still aren't paying rent. And mind you, the rent is like 800 bucks a month, which really nets to 300 bucks a month. And I had this revelation. I was like, my business can make 800 a day, 800 a day on a bad day. And that's grow. That's, that's net. <laughs> that's the actual number. And I was like, why would I put any effort or energy into this nonsense? I'm not. It's 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 like it just doesn't make sense. And I think that that was a big part of the reason why my entrepreneurial journey took so long is because I was taking what we thought was the fast lane, which was rental properties. We all thought like, man, get you some rentals, dude, and you'll be set. And anybody who has made a decent amount of money will tell you that you're going to make your money in business. We We do this thing where we equate like correlation with causation, where you'll see people say rich people invest in stocks, rich people invest in real estate, and you'll automatically think they're rich because they did those things, not they do those things because they're rich. And so it makes sense to invest in stocks because you're rich, because you have a bunch of money that can make a bunch of money on a small fraction of an increase or decrease in the stock. For example, you got a million dollars in the stock market, stock goes up 10%, which is very common. You made $100,000. You have 10 million, goes up 10%, you made a million dollars. But we're over here with our 100 bucks, 200 bucks, thinking we don't make it rich off of 100 bucks, 200 bucks. You can't do it with the flat stock market. You can do it with stock options. But I think that stock options is more so the business of the stock market, just like flipping real estate is the business of the stock market or of real estate. But like just a passive investment is not going to get you rich. And so we're out here being taught passive and compassive and compassive and compassive income. And I'm out here like waiting for these rentals to make me money. And so I'm at a point now where I don't expect the rentals to make me money. And for the longest time, I used to think that. And so we're over here conserving, trying to like do things to make sure the business is profitable because you always have tenants wanting something. Honestly, I feel like African-American tenants don't want you to make money off of their house. They don't want you to make money off of them because they're just like, why should you be making money off of me? It feels, they, they makes, it makes them feel used. They're like, you shouldn't be making a profit off of me living in the house that you paid for. And so they do things to kind of sabotage you in a certain way. You can agree, you can disagree, but I've just felt it. I'm just like, bro, like they're literally like being hard on the house, ruining things, making it so that then I got to pay all this money. Now I'm taking a loss. What I want to, what I want to even do this for. But what I realized is in a lot of ways, rental properties are for the preservation of wealth. And so you put your cash there so that it can appreciate value. It's just better than the savings account. That's it. But you're not going to actually get rich owning rental properties. Are there people that do it? Yeah, they have a ton of debt and they have a bunch of units. And yeah, they can do okay. But then again, they're in the business of real estate. And so I just I just realized like I don't I don't really want to deal, deal with tenants. 
I don't want to deal with vending machines. I don't want to do it, deal with anything that's going to make me small money over a large amount of time. I might as well just work a job if that's the case. You know, it's funny because I think I feel like you're the only person I've ever heard say, like, you know, stocks, the stock market and real estate is cool. But where you build your wealth is in business. It's in business. And it, and it hit me. It's like, man, he's right. Because that's where you get the capital because you can get right. You can get like it's the fastest way to get the capital. Like you could run a sale and you could drop you could drop product and nothing happens. You could drop 10 products. Nothing happens. But then you drop one more and it takes off. Mm-hmm. Like with Charles. Charles was dropping products and it did okay. They did okay. And then he dropped the options course and then the time was right and it blew up. And that's how you that's how you get the capital to put in the real estate, put in the stock mm-hmm. market because it's like you said, you you put in small amounts in the stock market and it goes up to, like you said, if you put a hundred dollars in the stock market it goes up fifty percent, that's fifty bucks. That's cool, but it ain't changing your life like that. <laughs> He said, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, cash before cash flow. People get it backwards. They want, um, and I'm guilty of this. I, I'll tell myself, they want those seven streams of income, but I had I had five streams of income, but they were making me maybe $300 a month each. So what does that end up being? $1,500 a month? So you that's said cool. You have five drips of income? At the time, at the time, in this yeah. scenario. And they each made about $300 a month. So total, I was grossing $1,500 a month. And like you said, the quote Raphael Husbands, all right, that's cool, but it ain't going to change your life. It's not quit your job money. Yo, it's the Options Trading Workshop presented by Tide Capital. Learn the fundamentals and advanced trading strategies that allow us the chance to earn $20,000 in side money in one year while working a job and running multiple businesses. That's right. Learn the what, the where, and the how of options trading in this exclusive webinar. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. And so what I did was I took what's interesting is you take all the energy and effort from five little streams and you pour it into one and it's a lot easier to make that same amount of money. And I think I learned this from Kendall Ficklin. Uh, Shout out to Coach K. He said, you got to build that one stream up first and then get little streams off of it. So he said, you could be a coach. I think an example he gave, you could be a coach and then another stream will be your speaking business. And then another stream will be your book. And then another stream will be your digital course, but they're all related. And a mistake that a lot of us make, Charles found us out, we try and have lots of unrelated businesses, vending machines over here, you got rental properties over there, and they can never really grow because you can't give them the time and attention that they need. And that's where I will agree with them on points. I don't know. All the tenants uh, that I've worked with, you know, African-American tenants, they've been amazing on time to communicate it well. So I haven't had that experience. You've been uh, in Detroit. Nah. <laughs> oh, I'm a, I'm mess with Detroit. No, but you know what? Even though I'm not a landlord, Charles is right though. I've I've seen I've seen black folks or heard overheard black folks with that attitude, like they don't they, some people just don't like other black folks making money off it. They don't like that's why they won't they, buy your course. They don't that's like why. They but is that your responsibility though? Go find the people that do. I hear that, I hear that. So question for you, Bruce. Yes, sir. How did you get you said you said you've been um in sales for 15 years, you've been a sales professional for, for 10 or something like that. I might have messed it up, but explain for us the difference and then tell us. How did you get on this journey to becoming a sales professional? What's That's that? a great, great memory. You quoted it perfectly. 
and an even better question. The difference between a professional and an amateur is practice. It's not talent. It's not luck. It's not even opportunity. I've seen some really talented people mess up some opportunities. And in my head, I'm like, man, if I were them, I would have, you know, we say that, right? Dot, dot, dot. So the difference between an amateur and a professional is practice. And what happened was I could get the job and I would do the bare minimum. If you do the bare minimum activity, you get the bare minimum results, right? It's pretty simple math, but I wanted more. And this is something I call a curse of ambition. I'm full of gratitude, but I'm full of ambition. I'm thankful for what I have and I want it more. So I said to myself, the only person I can really count on to give me any more is me. So I've got to find a way to increase. We talked about it in the mastermind. Y'all got to tap into the mastermind series. We call it a guaranteed success. And that's why I teach sales skills to entrepreneurs is not so that they can be salespeople or get a sales job, sell cars, sell life insurance, sell houses. I teach them sales skill because it levels up their life and everything around them is going to level up as a result from what I learned along the way to becoming a professional. So there's three things that to answer your question is I practice. I made more mistakes than everyone else. And what happens when you practice more than everyone else, you give yourselves more chance to succeed. You give yourself more chances to win. I like to use the example, the, the game show with all the briefcases was a deal or no deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, how much success would you have if you could open all the cases? <laughs> it wouldn't be a very interesting game show. If you could open all the cases before you made your decision, you're like, let me just check real quick. And you just, and just open all of them. You have guaranteed success. And that's what practice does for you. It gives you more chances to succeed. Now, here's one thing, though. It's the second thing. You got to keep learning because if you... Let's let's use let's use golf. Charles likes golf. If you're shooting um, plus ten, right? I'm sure that's that's actually probably a crazy score, but just stay with me. <laughs> you're shooting plus ten, and you practice shooting plus ten. You're just going to get really good at shooting plus ten faster, but you're not going to get any better. So, in order to start getting you know plus five, par, under par, now you've got to take that practice and combine it with some learning. Now you're improving. But that that version of you hasn't existed for very long. So the practice cycle continues. The third thing is a coach. You've got to get a coach to get to the next level. I defy you to find anyone that's achieved some level of success without a coach. One of my favorite, the, one of the first SaaS companies to hit the New York Stock Exchange was Salesforce, billion dollar software company. Well, if you go back, his mentor coach was Larry Ellison, the founder of Oracle, one of his first investors. He got started, like Raphael said, you got to get started before you can be consistent. But he didn't get there on his own. So I say this all the time to my clients. You can't do it without them, but they can't do it for you. You got to do the work. But a coach is going to help you along the way because they can give you something that YouTube can't give you that courses can't give you, which Charles made a great point. The course gives you access to the course creator. They can give you feedback. They can help you practice better. They can help you learn faster. Now you're looking at the masters, right? Now you're in Augusta. Now you're trying on green jackets. But those three things is what made me a sales professional because I began to learn what it meant to be a salesperson. It's not about money. Salespeople solve problems. The best ones do. 
and I was able to practice more. I gave myself permission to fail. And then I got a coach. I got to the top performance and said, hey, here's what I did. What, should, what would you have done? And I said, no, we don't do it like that. We do it like this. And then I would go practice what I learned. And it's just an upward spiral of success. Shoot me a DM, new skills, new you. Say upward spiral. I'll send it to you. I had a graphic created just to illustrate that because I want you all to realize that one skill can change your life. And sales skills for me was way more than selling. Once I became a professional, that's when you started seeing a higher level of success. By the way, where can they find you on social media? I forgot, I forgot to put that out there, Bruce. Thanks for asking. It's New Skills, New You on Instagram and Twitter. I'm working on uh, New Skills, New You LLC on Facebook and YouTube. Best way to hit me is Instagram. I try. I keep a close eye on that one. I respond quickly. So if you're trying to level up, you're still working nine to five, you've started um, a, a business or you're thinking about starting, those are my favorite ones. Let's go. Let's get it done. And sales skills is going to help you get there. So actually, I got if I may, I put together something for folks that listen to this podcast to say, hey, listen, I'm here and I know that I need to I need to get to here, but I don't know how you need a little help. I'm confident sales skill can get you a step closer. So I created askforthemoney.today. So that's the web domain. Type it in. Ask for the money dot today, not dot com, not dot tomorrow. Ask for the money dot today, and we'll go over how you can use sales skill to level up your business. Whether it's in an interview, there's some sales things I use in interview, crush. I've helped a lot of people get jobs, get promotions because they use sales skills. I've helped a lot of entrepreneurs level up because they aren't afraid to send that invoice. They're clear on the value they add, and they're confident when it's time to ask for the money. Sales skills, I'm telling you. So ask for the money dot today. It's a one-on-one call with me. I'll be happy to help you succeed and to be a part of your success. Cool. All right. All right. Good prices too. Yeah. I, I, I really sincerely want to help people, but listen, Nehemiah Davis taught me when they pay, they pay attention. Plus I don't like to work for free. <laughs> I, I, I've been, I've been making mistakes for 15 years. So you can get me on the phone for 15, 30 minutes. You're going to win. It's going to be worth your while. I'm confident. <laughs> Remember that, folks, the entrepreneurs out there, when they pay, they pay attention. I also like to say that if you pay, you get paid attention. So think about yeah. that too. So that's, ooh, that's huge. Someone told me, I think it was David Shands. He was like, it's very difficult to ask for more than you're willing to pay yourself. And I really like that because I've spent tens of thousands of dollars on my personal development. So when I ask you for 200 for an hour... Or if you're building a sales program, hit me up, depending on how big your team is. We will make something work. I'll never ask you for more than I've spent on myself. Charles, do we have anybody lined up for the conference yet? Mm, still reaching out to some people. It's not official yet. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now, Charles, you said avoid people who respond to positive news about you with positive news about themselves. I was just curious about that one. Uh, well, that's just, a good one. I get that one right away. Go I ahead. I feel like... Um, I don't know. I think it kind of speaks to maybe competition. And I don't, I don't really like people who are competing with me around me. I like people who are elevating me around me because I'm going to elevate you. I'm going to put you on. So it's like I've experienced situations where people come around and learn a little bit and now they're off trying to kind of like do what you do. And it's not a good feeling, man, because I, I come to people with pure intentions. It's like uh, Dame Dash. It's like if I'm giving you game, I expect to make money with you. <laughs> Like, that's mm. why I'm giving you the game. And so we can make money together. Not so you can be like, shoot, thanks, Charles. Let me go ahead and just do what I got to do over here. And so I've just experienced even sometimes with friends where 
I've always, I feel like the reason why I've been able to be successful and find success and continue to find success is because I celebrate and promote other people. And I'm a giver. And for example, like I remember when I was working a job and I had friends who were getting better jobs than me. And I was like, let's celebrate. Let's do something. Let's turn up, man. Because I know that if I'm around you and you're successful, then successful is coming to me. I'm It's, it's in the vicinity. It's going to hit me next. But I have people who they don't necessarily share that same energy. And I felt it. And it kind of sucks. And so my thing is, I just identified that there's people who you tell them something. I can't think of when it happened recently, but like you tell them something dope that happened about you and they're they're coming back with a comeback. And I don't need that energy because what I found is if you're in competition with me, then you're not helping me. And if you're not helping me, I don't need you around me. And I have to be really particular about who I allow around me because we only get one shot at this life. So if I'm hanging around people who aren't adding value and have no desire to add value, I'm wasting time. I'm wasting effort. I'm wasting energy. You don't realize how important time is until you're not clocking in. The interesting thing about a job is they convince you that your time is kind of worthless. And so you you make money by time passing. And this is one of the things I have to explain to like the people that are, that are working with me, like the contractors, they'll pop up and I'll say, hey, is this getting done? And it's Wednesday. And they're like, it'll be done this weekend. I was like, so what am I supposed to do until this weekend? Just sit here and just wait. So then this weekend, you can tell me all oh, to be done on Monday. I don't get paid like that. I don't get paid right. for time passing. I get paid because the task is completed. And if the task isn't completed, I don't get paid. So the longer the task makes, the, long, the longer the task makes, takes, the less money that I'm making. So essentially, I just, I have a low tolerance for people who aren't doing for me what I do for them. And I'm at a point now where I'm making a hard stance on that. And if, if it's not reciprocated, if it's not reciprocated and it's not mutual, we just ain't going to rock together. And that it is what it is. Like, I'm sorry. It is what it is. Yeah. Yo, I want to. There's two things on that. Rafael, if you could remind me to come back to trade in time for money or not doing that. But that's something interesting. You said you wanted people that win around you so you can win together. But you just said you weren't too happy the Lakers were doing that exact thing. That's not the same thing. That is not the, that's not that's not the same concept at all. That's not, I don't even, that's not that's not related. If I could guarantee my success by helping other people succeed, why wouldn't I want successful people around me? I'm pretty well, sure that's and, not the same thing. Right. We're talking about a competitive sport. I 100 percent think that we should be doing that in business. There it is. For that's what sure. I wanted to hear. <laughs> that's yeah, what I was getting at. That's like, what I was getting at. In, in sports, I don't know. I just it's I don't because yeah. I mean it's kind of lame. The thing and and also Another reason why it's lame is because we loft LeBron up as the greatest player ever. And so he walks around, greatest player, greatest athlete, but he doesn't actually like, in my opinion, prove it. But he still gets that title. And that's another thing that I, I, I don't like is I don't like how certain people can just get like crowned certain something without earning it. And mm. in pro sports, a lot of times that's what happens. Like we have to do these mental gymnastics to make LeBron be the greatest. Like, uh, I kind of like folks to actually just get out there and prove that they're the greatest and it's understood. Do the work. Yeah. So I don't so know. I, I disagree a little bit. I understand. Like, I don't like that stuff either, but I think he earned it stuff. I still think he earned it. I think he, he shows like he's so far above everybody, not necessarily like far above like Michael Jordan and then people like that. But he's so far above everybody. I think he's, really? I think I think he's definitely better than Kevin Durant. But that's another story. That's a lie. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're he's, not about to turn into around the horn over here. Let me let me ask you yeah. all this though. Let me ask you this. Though. Let's, so, get on, let's get off the of sports real quick. I mean, finish your thought. But I mean, let's let's not stay on sports too long. 
just gotta say it. Kevin so um where was i gonna go with this so so this is my stance on sports i like seeing people perform at their highest level um being the best at what they do uh whether it's football soccer rugby you know um, doesn't matter but i don't spend a lot of time watching sports because it really frustrates me that i'm spending time energy and money on someone else's performance if i spend time energy and money it's gonna be on my performance on the game i'm playing so I don't like to spend the 90 minutes or two hours, whatever a game is. I don't like to spend money on a ticket. I don't, I don't, I, that's, that's not a good investment for me. And that's, that's just a position I'm in. I don't, people are like, oh, don't work too hard. I, you know, you got to rest sometimes. I, a lot of times we don't work hard enough to get to that rest point. You haven't worked hard enough to take a break. Right. Why are you watching football games and you, you're not, your mom's house not paid off. Your credit score ain't 800. You don't have six months expenses. Like, what are you doing? And I'm talking to myself, but I hope you're listening. Like I can't, I can't watch a lot of sports games, man. I haven't watched the uh, game from start to finish in a couple of years. Yeah, it's probably be a too. couple more. It just frustrates me. Years back, because I was like, I will say I ain't pay for this. I would say there's definitely seasons to that. I always talk about how I didn't really do too much leisure until I kind of got to where I am now. And so, for example, I used to get invited to go fishing like every Saturday, and I would never go. I just always turned it down like, no, nah, I can't go fishing because I was working. And it, in term, and along with golf as well, like I didn't do a lot of golf. But now I'm going to watch the Charger game. That's what I'm saying. I'm not gonna, you did the I'm work not before veg- the rest. A lot of people want to do right. the rest first. Right. right. I'm not, and I'm also not going to veg out. Even now, I don't veg out and watch the whole Sunday games. I'm going to watch my game and then we got to get back busy. I respect so, it. I respect it. But you can do that, though, because you stop trading your time for dollars. It right. is different, too, with in-person games versus <laughs> TV. It is different. In person games even worse. At least anyway. if I'm at home watching the game, you know, I can I can post some tweets, you know, I can build some content, write a course. Well, you at the game, you just you just spending money. You eating ten dollar hot dogs and twelve dollar beers. Yeah, Can't being go. at the game is hard. Yeah, it takes time getting in, it takes time getting out. Yeah, I gotta pay for parking. I don't yeah. know, man. Maybe I'm being stingy. Maybe. I don't, one thing that I will say, though, is is kind of a release. Interestingly enough, there are a lot of life principles in everything that I do. So like okay. even fishing, I started realizing like there's a lot of like principles in fishing that you can apply to business and golf. A lot of principles in golf that you can apply to business. Not so much football very much, but it's just interesting how you can kind of spot different principles in these things that you do that might seem like hobbies. So okay, Okiefa Shades is the premier choice for sunglasses. Top quality, unique, signature, fresh, trendy. Our shades provide significant UV light protection for eyes, and we have the best customer service around. The freshest and trendiest styles for both men and women. The finest shades to fit your style. Okiefa Shades is the premier choice for sunglasses. Visit www.okiefashades.com. That's O-K-I-Y-E-F-A Shades.com. Or on IG or Facebook at Okiefa Shades. Or on Twitter at DJ Ebrock. So uh, where I'm at and, and he, what you said was interesting. You used to turn down the fishing games, you used to turn down the golf trips until you got to this point in life. The point I'm at in life, and I want you all listening to me to consider, is the dollar I'm spending creating the life I want to live? Is the time I'm spending getting me closer to or farther away from the life I want to live? Mm. I used to be really big on that. I'm honestly like that used to be my thing. I didn't believe in vacations. I didn't believe in trips. I didn't bring, believe in traveling. None of that stuff. So, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm right there with you 100%. Yeah, 
Yeah, something to think about for sure. There's seasons to this, like you said. And again, touching back on that, what you were talking about before really quick about, you know, not trying to compete with people, like celebrating success, other people's success. Like, if you don't celebrate other people's success, how do you think it's going to come to you, man? <laughs> right. But I was on Twitter today and I saw um, somebody that follows me. I follow her back too, but her name is Sophia Martin. And she said, I just got my first royalty checks from Amazon for the first book, my first book. Hey, uh, it's up. I, Congratulations, I, Sophia. And I retweeted her. I was like, yeah, like pop bottles, man. And she's like, thank you. Like, you guys are an inspiration. I'm like, like, you're an inspiration to us, man. Right. Like, I didn't even know how much she made. She didn't say how much she made. It, man, care. it don't matter. That first $10 just be... <laughs> that first five cents from a dividend stock is like wow Yo, it's i i would argue that i feel like Raphael feels more empowered knowing people have bought into him several times now than before when maybe that wasn't as much the case hmm. do you, you feel empowered my brother I do, man. I do, man. And I tell you, um, I sent out, I set up a um automated email today for for the for the um ebook for the quick start guy. Uh, and the, the email is just simply saying, like, what are you looking to get out of this guy? Answer me back and let me know. It is just, it is not selling anything. I don't have any links in there. It's just saying, answer back this email. Reply to this email. Tell me what are you looking to get out of this? And somebody had, somebody replied. Hmm. Oh, really? I was like, oh shoot! Somebody actually You're replied. Like, like, what are we? <laughs> where, are, where are we in this relationship that's a good question like, i say wow. that all the time questions are the answer you know it's like man about to make a difference in this person's life and that is empowering so bruce like yes sir you talk about talk about sales skills but i heard you talk say before um correct me if i'm wrong that you like i guess that your target audience is like corporate preneurs or correct me like i forget what it is yeah, absolutely who you, who you really work with Corporatepreneur, definitely somebody who's still working on five that started their business and maybe haven't hit that first thousand dollar month yet. I can help. And it's crazy. I can help people that are already making six figures a month. But the people I really enjoy working with because I understand them and are corporatepreneurs. And what's really important about that niche is they're not used to asking for the money. They don't they didn't ask in their interview if they're a data analyst or maybe an HR person or maybe they're a programmer. The only money that really comes into their life is every two weeks is their paycheck. They're not used to exchanging their skills. Charles pointed this out earlier, changing the results for dollars. And that's really what's um, cool about being an entrepreneur and which I strive to do. Just to be honest, I still have a job. But what's great, and I think I got pretty close this month, I'm looking to replace the income for my job with my business without adding any hours to my day because I've learned that I get paid for results, not for my time. You don't win any extra prizes like because you took longer. In fact, it's probably the opposite. Think about if you're a chef and say, hey, we've got to order spaghetti and meatballs. And you're like, man, I took 10 hours to make the spaghetti and meatballs. It's perfect. It's art. No one's going to give you a high five for taking that long. Now, if you got me my spaghetti and meatballs in 10 minutes and it's hot and it's flavorful it's delicious now you might win some awards and that's what's great about being an entrepreneur if you can figure out how to get people what they order as quickly as possible you get paid the same and maybe more so that's where the corporate is so important they're not used to asking for the money so i actually created a course to address just that if you add value first if you solve a problem, the next logical step is ask for money and teaching that corporate how to ask with confidence 
guilt-free for what they want and deserve. Yeah, because you know we get we get used to just um, taking jobs and just taking whatever they offer. Yeah, no, we don't do that. And not you never negotiate. That's that's something other people do. Like that's what business people do. Like that's what it is. You say yes or no, and right. mostly and most a lot of us we just say yes. You know, just take it. And that that reminds me of the story. Like a friend of mine, we used to work together. We used to work together, and she started her own business on the side. And I think this was before she quit the job. She eventually quit the job, but at one point she was thinking about pricing and about doing like by the hour. And I said to her, "Why don't you just charge a flat fee instead of by the hours? Like it's better. Like it's better for you if you just that's good advice. She's lucky to have you in her corner." You know, but she couldn't, she was still in the job mode and she couldn't see it. Like she was like people, she said something like people are used to like paying by the hour, Like she couldn't see herself charging a flat fee. I'm like, it's actually wow. better for not only for you, but for them too. It's, it's simple. It's simple. And it's simple. And you're more incentivized to get it done quickly. Like I charge you 500 bucks for the result instead of by the hour, then I'm going to get it to you as quickly as I possibly can. So we can move on to the next lesson. Exactly. And I still have some, some uh, one-on-one coaching calls, but what I'm really doing is practice and I'm getting all those questions and collecting them so that I can document it and automate it. And it'll be a course. So pretty soon you're not going to be able to get me on the phone or on zoom. You just won't be able to afford it. There won't be an amount of money large enough to convince me to sit still. <laughs> you know, you know what? That some people look at um, people's prices. Like some of these people um, might charge you like ten thousand to spend a day with me, or twenty thousand dollars to spend a day with me, or something like that. And it looks like crazy amount of money. It's like you might think they fool themselves, who they think they are, or are they greedy? And the thing is, a lot of times they're not greedy. They don't. They don't really want you to book them. That's why they set the crazy high price. Like, say, I'm upset this price so crazy that nobody will buy it because I really don't want to spend the day with you anyway or the hours. Right. So, uh, but you know, if they go on to do it, like, I'll at least make it worth my while and then some. Right. Someone dropped 20 on you. You'd be like, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, still make them pay for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Charles, I got a tweet here from a friend to the show. Well, actually, he hasn't been on the show yet, but Mark, um, a.k.a. Living Rent Free, he had a tweet I saw today that I thought was interesting. And this speaks on stuff that you've been saying for a long time, Charles. He said, the internet is the ultimate meritocracy, and I'm grateful for that because a lot of societal limitations are based on old-time BS philosophies. You know what's crazy about the internet, man? Is black folks dominate the internet. We dominate Twitter. We dominate Instagram. We dominate all that stuff. And honestly, I think the reason why is because it's wide open. In a lot of ways, they can only really lock us in if they purposely set up systems and ways to lock us in. But when it's wide open, we can't be touched. When you couldn't get into the NBA, they got to do go out there to do the little layups and all that stuff. You open up the NBA, now you got LeBron Duncan on them fools, even though he's not better than Kevin Durant. <laughs> NFL, same way. You open it up, we flooded the NFL. And so I don't think that what we see in society in terms of educational achievement, professional achievement, and all these different, and maybe even like achievement in terms of wealth is an equal playing field. And people will say that all day. They'll say it, but they won't really actually say it or do anything about it. And like, there's a reason why you look at USC, University of Southern California, and it's like 1% black, maybe 0.01% black. It's very small percent black. I'm going to check it out. When I was at my school, 
we had one of the largest black populations and it was like 13% black. Wow. Still, right? <laughs> that was the largest. Right. Exactly. And so the thing about it is I just posted something about like VCs talking about how diverse their, 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 uh, their staff is. And you see just like a bunch of white dudes that all look like a little bit different. This guy has brown hair. This guy has blonde hair. <laughs> and so I say all that to say that the internet is where we can all thrive, where we have the chance to create and build and do things. It makes it all possible because you can advertise, you can get eyeballs for free or low cost. Where as I, and I use this example a lot, where you look at like advertising in the media, if you want to get on TV, you can't afford it. If you want to get on a billboard, you can't afford it. If you want to get on uh, radio, you probably can't afford it. You want to get into the newspaper, you can't afford it, but you can afford to post. And that's why it blows my mind that people don't do it. It blows my mind that people don't create a podcast or post um, a podcast on YouTube or go on Instagram live or create a blog. It's all there for us. And so I would just say that it, it is uh, indeed a meritocracy because the best wins and it's not the best that we've allowed in wins. I, the reason, a large part of the reason why I lean towards entrepreneurship is I'm very educated and I never got a fair shake and I still don't get a fair shake. And I go places and I just wasn't getting paid the money that I thought I was going to get paid when I did all this stuff because I, I drank the Kool-Aid. They said, go to college, work hard. You'll go out of college and you'll make six figures. That didn't happen. And that's why when I hear people talk about how they make six figures, I'm like, okay, like a lot of people like six figures. Most people on the internet ain't making six figures. Otherwise, they'd probably be doing something different to be on the internet. And so basically what I'm saying is like the internet allows you to get what you deserve. So it is what it is. It's free. There's no barriers. You don't got to take loans out to get on the internet. Like, just do it. You know what? If I could dive in here, I, the <laughs> phrase that irks me, one of the many phrases that I don't let people say around me is if it were easy, everyone would do it. And I don't think that's true. I don't think it's true because there's a lot of things that we do on a daily basis that take more effort and are self-destructive. Like, like you said, like anybody can hop on Instagram. I can make 20 Instagram pages. No one's going to stop me as long as I can remember my login and username. I can make 20 Instagram pages. It's free. I don't have to take a loan out to get on the internet. I love that. So what can I do to add value? What problem can I solve so I can't ask for the money? But they don't. They consume and they don't produce. And their bills are late and they're overweight and they feel uncomfortable and they sleep poorly and they're unhappy. And they don't like where they live. They don't like the car they drive. I feel like that's more difficult. It's easier to win. Easier to win. Like, man. Wow. So, yeah, man. The internet has leveled the playing field. You got to jump on it. I agree with that 100. Use it for more than just tweeting jokes and tearing people down. Like, why you, I don't know. I guess people don't have power at their job, so they, they feel like they have power by tearing people down online or something. I don't know. Uh, that's that scarcity mindset. I don't know what it is, man. And funny thing is, like, Charles, you had a tweet where you said, just because people treat you like shit doesn't mean you have to treat them like shit. I don't even know where that came from, man. Message. I don't even know where that you came from. You going through from, something, like, boss? <laughs> I can't think of what the reference for that was. But I will say shout out to all the people that I met in person recently who listened to the Tweet Talk podcast. You guys know who you are. I met you at several events over the past week. So shout out to you guys for being listeners. And hopefully you guys are continuing to get value out of these, these episodes. So appreciate you guys. That's what's up. Hey, uh, Rafael, let's get some uh, some new skill, new you uh, tweets on there. <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. I mean, I didn't even think it was 
You didn't really tweet like that. I'm gonna look it up. I got you. Gems every now and then. Tell us, tell us your thoughts on. I mean, you already touched on it, but uh, trading time for money. So, man, how much time you want me to take on this one? Uh, Robert Kiyosaki introduced a cash flow quadrant, and it's real funny. I I talked to someone who wanted to get started in real estate. They didn't know where to start, so I said, "Hey, I don't own any properties at the moment, so I don't want to give you advice on something I haven't done. I want you to read Rich Dad Poor Dad." And she was like, I'm not going to read that. He's a racist. I said, maybe, but you didn't ask me <laughs> for his political views. You asked me about real estate. Uh, so don't miss the message for the messenger. So he talks about the cash flow quadrant on the left side. There's the employee and there's the specialist, or sometimes I'll call them the entrepreneur. And on the right side, there's the investor and business owner. A lot of us are stuck on the left side, employees particularly, and you might not be an hourly, you might have a salary, but here's the thing. If you stop working, your income stops. It means you're on the left side, you're trading time for money. And a lot of entrepreneurs make this mistake. I'm here currently, but it's a step, not a stop. Entrepreneurs say, hey, I'm going to go work for myself. I'm going to control my income. And your income will increase if you level your expertise instead of giving away all your power to the company and you work for yourself. However, once again, trading time for money. If I stop working, my income stops. So the ultimate goal that we should learn is to automate and delegate. We create opportunities for others, build a system instead of processes that can run without us. Now we're on the right side of the quadrant. Now we're business owners and not entrepreneurs. There's a lot of difference between a business owner and self-employed. The biggest point being how they spend their time. And then referring back to Charles, once you've mastered the business, then you take the cash and create cash flow. Then you invest. A lot of people get it uh, the other way around, right? They want to get these 13 cent dividends on $100. You're never going to get rich. You won't live long enough to get rich doing that. Uh, quote Young Dolphins of Memphis Finest. Rule number one, get the money first and then take that money and use it to make more money. It's facts, man. It's facts. And I tried and all I got was frustrated. Mm. Granted, the experience and the skill set was great, but I was like, we didn't get rich with the rentals. However, I will say if you can build up your own portfolio, um, there could be some 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 opportunity there. Like if you can go buy 60 units for yourself, that's what I was thinking. Times so 600, bring about five grand in a month, but that's still kind of that's a, and that's net. So I mean, 16 units, that's a good, that's a good amount of passive income. I could roll with that. I maybe and the I management would be easier too, right? Because then you could just have a management company handle everything hands off. Now we're really passive. At this point in my life, you got to build the management expense in. <laughs> you oh, you yeah, want to be the manager. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. The deal only makes sense if you can make sure you map out all the elements of it and not include yourself as a part of that, making it run. Because that's and that's what I'm learning right now. I've got a meeting Monday. I'm trying to get rid of myself. I'm trying to fire myself ASAP. By the end of this year, mm. I got to go. Can't <laughs> <laughs> slip yourself, brother. Yeah, man. I got to go. Thank you. Your services are no longer needed. So you think your sneakers look good, huh? Check this out. <laughs> Even the most exclusive sneakers once purchased look identical to everybody else's sneakers. Can I get a holla holla? So how do you take your boring regular sneakers and convert them to unique dynamic sneakers that will stand out? Yo, that answer is easy. 
You need to g- g- get laced with Get Laced Shoelaces. Yes, yeah, Get Laced is a lifestyle shoelace retailer dedicated to inspiring customers through a unique combination of products, creativity, and cultural understanding. We just want you to upgrade your sneakers, so get laced. Visit GetLacedLaces.com or check us out on Instagram at GetLaced.Underscore. Upgrade your sneakers with a black-owned business that provides international shipping, wholesale, custom, and fundraising options. Upgrade them sneakers, baby. Use a genius, man. Get yours today at GetLaceLaces.com. Premium sneakers need premium laces. Pure Body Company formulates an amazing range of emollients with shea butter at its base. Pure Body Co. focuses on providing all natural handcrafted products for all people. At shoppurebodyco.com, you'll find body butters and lip balms that are not only moisturizing, but none of our products contain preservative or even those unrecognizable chemicals. So if you're looking to keep your skin soft, visit shoppurebodyco.com. And remember to join PBC Perks to receive rewards as you shop. So Bruce, new skills, new you. You had a tweet where you said rejection is feedback. Explain that one. Oh, man. Sometimes I'll be reading. You're reading like, oh, damn, I said that. (laughs) Yo, yeah. Rejection is feedback. Rejection is almost never personal. Uh, I say almost never because some people are just haters. I can't I can't control that. But for the most part, I think we talked the last time we talked, Charles, you're either asking the wrong questions or you're asking the wrong person. So rejection is feedback of figuring out, hey, um, I'm Bruce Hill, New Skills, New You. I teach sales skills entrepreneurs. I don't want to be an entrepreneur. Well, does that mean I need to quit my business and and, and go cry? He's gonna cry when he gets to the car. <laughs> no. If they if they don't want to start a business, they're probably not someone I need to work with. That's not my fault. I let them do what it do, baby. Or if I say, um, hey, do you want to buy my ebook? That's a terrible question. No, I don't want to buy your ebook. I say, hey, if I can help you level up your life or your business. Which, can we have a conversation? I'll say, okay, Bruce, I'm listening. How do we do that? Hey, I'm glad you asked. I wrote an ebook. And it's a real subtle difference, but you got to add the value first. Mm. Uh, so if they say no, that's good feedback for me. I'm asking the wrong questions or I'm asking the wrong person. Yeah, but the key is the key is to ask the right questions after you get the first rejection. So you get really get the feedback. Like, did you did you like the ebook? Nah. You don't stop there. Why what did you like about it? That's a better question. That's a better question. Did you like it? That's not really helpful. What did you like about it? That's a great question. And that's something, hey, ask for the money that's today. That's something I'll help you with. We'll schedule a one-on-one call. We'll, we'll make sure we tell her the, the right questions and make sure you're asking the right person for your business. Yeah, it's like Charles said, like when he first put out the options course that took off and blew up, he said he was getting bad ratings and reviews at first. People had complaints, but he took that feedback, which it's kind of a rejection. It was the feedback. He took the feedback and it helped him make it so much better. I'm actually surprised you did so well with an options course because that's not something people like those instant results and options aren't instant results. Um, so I'm really proud of your success. That's, that's been awesome to watch you grow. It, the the market last year was a lot more forgiving than it is this year um, because everything had fallen so hard that it was just recovery mode. And so you could pretty much make money. It was like shooting fish in a barrel last year. Mm. Uh, this year, the market is very toppy. Um, and it's interesting because it's like we're all expecting a correction, but we're not getting that correction. And then when we don't expect it, when we expect it to continue to run, then it dips. So it's, it's tough to make money in this market. So seeing people do well is impressive, but every market's not the same. And so last year, like I said, 
it was just like a perfect storm of a, a good stock market and options and people having time to learn and, and to watch the stock market. So very interesting. The market's way different this year and people's time is way different. I'm noticing people don't even have that much time to, to do much these days. It's really weird. Like a lot of people aren't just like chilling like they were during the pandemic, even though we're kind of still in a fake pandemic. <laughs> so Bruce. Yes, sir. Um, I was going to ask you. Okay. So you teach sales skills. Yes, sir. But you don't, you don't, you don't push hard on like closing techniques and stuff like that. Now I tell the, the folks listening, why in your opinion, do we all need to learn sales skills? I believe that everyone should learn sales skills because of the soft skills required to be successful at sales skills. If you never become a salesperson, a sales never in your title, there's so many things I've learned from being a sales professional that you can adopt in any area of your life. Confidence being the number one. Confidence is a skill. I can teach you confidence. Mm. Discipline, that's huge. That's huge. That could be eating well, going to the gym, controlling your anger. Communication is another one. I outperformed so many people with more degrees and higher IQs, but they couldn't effectively communicate to other people. So people couldn't understand them. They're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to go with Bruce. He makes sense. And I just make things very simple. You listen to talk. Listen, I, my vocabulary is crazy. I've read so many books. I read like 200 books over the last four or five years. But I don't talk like a uh, grandiose because I have to keep it simple. That's more effective communication. And so effective communication, discipline, confidence, consistency, those aren't really unique to sales skills. Like, oh, you're not a salesperson. You can't, you can't use those skills. They really can help anyone level up. And that's what I want to do. And that's where I, I landed on sales skills. Actually, I'll tell you a secret. It's actually personal and professional development disguised as sales training. <laughs> if you sell some stuff along the way, that's great. But I just want your whole life to be better. That's why it's new skills, new you. <laughs> right, right. It makes sense. It makes sense. How did you get into sales, period? Forget about oh, man. professional. How all great stories start. I was broke. <laughs> I was broke. I was so broke. I cut sandwiches and have to eat twice. <laughs> so I, I lost my job. They sold the company. So I didn't have any work. I was in a new city. Um, still had rent, still had car payments, and I didn't know what to do. So I called my best friend. I've known him for years. I think it was maybe 10 years at the time, 20 years now. I said, man, what do I do? He's like, Bruce, you got to go sell cars. And this is this is really important. Don't ask advice from anyone you don't want to switch places with, okay? Because they're going to give you advice based on their life and their life decisions. So anyway, he told me to sell cars. He was he was he was in a car business, and uh, so I took his advice and I learned to sell. And part of it was working for a good company, a company that trained, that had integrity, that offered um, fair prices and, and great vehicles. So that, that was an important part of my success as well, is putting myself in an environment. And I learned to sell. I learned that out of necessity. I learned because I was hungry, because bills were due. Some were past due. Mm -hmm. And that's where I started to evolve into a professional, because I had sold before, but I didn't develop those sales skills. So that's the concept behind New Skills, New You. It's either one new skill, or master an existing skill. And, and that's a whole new life. So I created um, mastery in the sales skill. And that's when my career, my life took off. Mm, hey, and for those listening, and you have your own business, guess what? You're in sales, whether you realize it or not. I wasn't going to say it, but I'm glad you said it. <laughs> like, I think people, I think we all get confused. Like, 
We've all been there. Like you are the head salesperson in the company, especially if you're the only person in the company. But <laughs> right. I, Shout out to my solopreneurs. <laughs> I feel like even the solopreneurs don't seem to realize that they're the salesperson. Yeah. Don't get it. And if you got a staff, you're still the head salesperson. If you're the CEO or the owner, it falls on you. You still got to sell. Hey, you ain't said nothing but the truth. <laughs> uh, you still got to, like Charles say, promote like your hair is on fire. Post every day, you don't exist. Yeah, oh, that's one of my favorite. <laughs> sell every day. You got to sell every day. It's so funny, man. Charles be saying stuff, and then it's like, man, he's right. Like, it's so, it's so, it's so simple. Like, your business ain't making money. It's like, well, when's the last time you ask somebody to pay money? That's the secret of my success. That's why I named the course that. Name to ask for the money. Like, if you don't, if you don't like your food at the restaurant, a lot of people are embarrassed. They feel guilty. Why are you guilty? I'm paying you money for something. I didn't get it. Ask for the money. If you find someone attractive, you want to take them out. Ask for the money. If you're in an interview and you believe that they're underpaying you, don't sign the, the agreement. Ask for the money. If you're a business and you're solving a problem for customers, you're making their life better, reducing their pain, increasing their happiness, and it's time to send an invoice, ask for the money. And that's, man, look, you're going to get me riled up. <laughs> so, Charles, you had, a, you had a tweet where you said, I get paid all day. I <laughs> oh, you am, was talking uh, spicy. Yeah, I remember that one. He was talking spicy. I am a product. Currency just dropped a new album. Shout out to Currency. You want to talk about consistency. Honestly, I was, I've been, I've been, he kind of fell off a little bit. I was surprised when I saw what he posted. But prior to that, I think that a big part of the reason why I do business, how I do it is because of the currency model where he just dropped like album after album, after album, after album, after album, which I've, I've, I've spoke to as it being necessary when you're independent. Like, I think even Dame Dash talked about that. He said, it's like, your music is your, is your advertisement. Like we're thinking we're selling music. Like, no, that's just the advertising to let people know you exist. And so I think even coursing and content can kind of be same. I know podcasts are that way. Podcasts is like, I think Andre says content is a commercial. So anyway, I just been thinking, I tweeted something similar. I was like, my people perish because they, they lack product. And also tweeted something along the lines of like people with no product act like product isn't everything. And I just found like, man, like inside of me, it's just a lot of product, a lot of information that can be packaged up and sold. And then from there built into different one-on-ones, masterminds, communities, things like that. And I, one of the reasons why I had that revelation is I was looking at the money that I made off of one of the communities that I built. And I was like, that's why that was the annual salary that I made before I left my job. And the crazy part about it is twofold. The crazy part about it is I had a conversation with Andre before I quit my job. And he told me, you need to create a recurring $10,000 a month in revenue. And I did that. But I was like, most of us don't even need $10,000 a month. Like that's just a luxury. And so it blew my mind that when he told me that and I got back in the lab and I created more things, that I was able to do that. And I was able to generate my annual salary by building something out of my brain. So it was just cool because when Currency said that I could relate because I feel like like I kind of am a product and maybe look at it a little bit different, but we create products, but all the products really are just an extension of me. And I mean, the crazy part about it is if you have a job, you're a product for them as well. Somebody tweeted, it might've been Bruce, who was somebody. And they said that your salary is the subscription that your job pays to retain you. And I was like, that's so true. It's like, you are in the subscription business. They pay you, you come back and you come back and you come back and you come back. And I just want us to see our value because I've seen people 
go from making 60 grand a year to making 60 grand a month from going and driving $15,000 car to driving a Tesla that they always wanted from living wherever they're living to living how they want to. And it's amazing to see, but I, I tell people that none of us got there by getting raises. None of us got there by getting a better job. We all got there because we decided that we're going to own ourselves and we're going to go out there and we're going to add value to people's life. And we're going to, in return, add value to our life. That's why they don't want us to do it, man. Because business isn't just about the money. You literally cannot exist and do well in business. If you look at all the businesses that are out there, you look at that are doing well, you look at God is dope. They're successful because they have a message. Support black colleges. They're successful because they have a message. Chris is successful because he helps people. It's a it's a unique paradigm, but they would rather you have a job than have a business because your business isn't just going to help you. It's going to elevate your entire community. So they can't have you in a community full of jobs because we're going to crush them. They didn't hate Tulsa, Oklahoma because they were just doing well for themselves. They hated because they're doing better than them. They were out there out achieving other like non-black people. And when we get into that space, we cannot be beat. I spoke to it this morning. When the playing field is even, we cannot be touched. And the playing field is even right now. So therefore, we got to go out there. We got to execute. But everything that I do helps other people. We just got off a call. All we're doing is helping other people. They don't they don't want a lot of that. But that's all we got to do. And we got to continue doing it because the success of my business means the success of my people. I'm only successful because my, my my people were able to go out there, take my course and buy a house, take my course and buy a Turo, take my course and pay off student loans. That's the only reason why I'm successful. If all I was doing was just selling whatever, nothing, nothing would nothing would have changed for me. And so the same thing is true for you, Raphael. Like you have the ability to help people amplify their voice. And the, the more people you help through that, the better your life is going to be. And you know what? The better the life your community is going to have. It's a duality. And it's amazing to think about it. And that's why I try to inspire more of us to do it. Because you want to do community work. You want to be a civil rights leader. You want to be over here trying to get change for Black folks. Start a business. Help people. And you'll get all the change you want. Drops. Mike. That's Black wealth right there. That's really how you do it. We're going to be doing some coaching soon, too. Right. Um, so you Bruce. absolutely should. And you need to launch that tonight. Podcast yeah. coaching. I don't even want to wait. Launch that. Actually, you Immediately. know what? I'll help you. I'll help you get started. Let's get it on Calendly. Let's set it up. 197 an hour podcast coaching. Click here. Launch it. And then promote it through the podcast. Content is a commercial. Right. We, we about that action, Raphael. We ain't about that. No, I'm not. <laughs> I just made that word. Why are you still coaching. here? <laughs> Don't do it. Man, it's a little late. late. What'd you say? Man, I got other stuff I got to do. Bro, I can set this up in like less than four minutes. You have a calendar? It's free. You're going to do it as soon as we get off the recording. What other stuff you got to do, Raphael? Don't matter. Besides get free. Is it it revenue generating? Freedom is is inconvenient. It is revenue generating. Mm. It is. Nah, see, now what was that? It is revenue generating. I mean, Does I'm not, I'm not, it's not, it's not because, dollars in your pocket. It's not directly. Raphael doesn't, Raphael doesn't pay me. That's why I'm just a slave. <laughs> wow. I'm a tweet talk slave. And Raphael's my dad. <laughs> Yo, this guy makes me sick, man. <laughs> Y'all silly. Ain't number for real. This is one thing I love about sales. I'll say I used to, I used to lead a team and I'll say how, how, how many new, um, how many new customers did you get today? And they'd be like, oh, man, I made 100 calls. I'm like, all right, cool. How many new customers did you get today? Oh, man, I went on 12 appointments. I'm like, all right, cool. 
how many new customers did you get today? They're like, oh man, I sent, I must have sent like 50 emails. All right, cool. How many new customers did you get today? And I told him one of my favorite quotes, I can't take credit for this one. He was like, Bruce, I don't pay you to make phone calls. I pay you to find dollars. Mm. And that's why I love sales. You can't talk no shit about how busy you are. Does it produce results? Mm. Mm. That's why I love sales. You can't, you can't pretend to be busy in sales. At the end of the month, I'm going to uh. look at your revenue. <laughs> we either go high five or say goodbye. <laughs> you sound like Jim Rohn. I remember uh, you ever seen what Jim Rohn videos he talked about um, and, and Jim Rohn back in his day. This is like late 70s, early 80s. You had to go like door to door. He didn't have internet. And he's talking about um, he was making excuses when he was just a regular salesperson. He wasn't as professional yet. And he started giving his story. And, and the guy said, Jim, you see this little piece of paper that we take the orders on? You see that spot right there? Like hmm. the reason it's so small is so you can't fit the story. You can't fit a story on there. <laughs> like, you don't Good want old to. Uncle Jimmy. That's the same way I feel, man. That's the same way I feel. So look, take four minutes, pause whatever you got to do after this. Create a stream of income. You can add some value. You can educate people on a podcast. Tweet, tweet, talk podcast, y'all. Bruce Hill, new skills in the building. <laughs> then you so, say, listen, let me help you fast track. We talked about the map, right? Giving people the map and say, hey, the link's in a bio. I'll talk to you after the show. And you'll say that every single show. 197 hour call. Go create it in Calendly. It's black owned. Shout out. Shout out to Calendly. I think they, uh, they just had a huge investment. Uh, some folks out of Atlanta. The crazy thing about it is you can do both, meaning like you can like, so what I was going to say is like the dollar product isn't your goal, right? The transaction is the goal. The person is the goal. The connection is the goal. The email is the goal. Mm -hmm. Now the goal really is also to get them booking you for the hour time Mm -hmm. and also for the upsell. So the dollar transaction is just like the conduit. It's like the thing within, within we are going to get them from nothing to in your, your, your universe, I guess. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, Raphael yeah. universe. We got to get people into your universe. We're going to get them there by a dollar. That's why, uh, what's his name? David Shans does a dollar trial. I needed to get you in my in my universe. I'm not just going to do free. I'm not just going to just be out here just dropping value for nothing. And also not going to make the barrier so high to work with me. They're just like, ah, I don't know this guy, blah, blah, blah. But they take your dollar thing and they realize you're legit, you're credible. You're going to deliver on what you say you're going to deliver. Maybe even over deliver on what you say you're going to deliver. And then you start hitting them with that follow-up, man. So now, hey, we got the pre-sale for this. Oh, if you want to take it to the next level, you want to work with me on coaching, boom. You might only get 10 clients for the longest time, like 10, 10 clients, Raphael, at 20 bucks an hour. That's two grand a month. I'm pretty sure two grand an extra a month would be all right. Yeah. You'd probably be happy with that. I mean, this was all in the works already. Like the one other product I already set up, start setting up the pre-order for the, the upsell. Then I was already got the calendar. This is already, this is already planned. All the right. calls. We just get it. And I'm also excited for you, man. And also, um, I'm not going to do, uh, I'm going to kind of do like a semi, not, well, not semi subscription, but I'm not doing every month. I'm not doing a every month for infinity. You're going to do, we're going to do four, maybe six, six weeks, a couple few times a year, like one class. You shut it down for maybe 10 people or whatever or whatever this number decide do maybe six weeks four to six weeks oh you're coaching. talking a coaching program group mm. coaching yeah i'm mm. not doing every month for infinity uh 
I'm gonna challenge you on that one. Figure okay. out how you can create a community that doesn't need you. I thought about that too. Thought about that too. I mean, that could be a Facebook group. You know, that could be. I don't know about the hive mind, but I, shout out to Vanza, shout out to Doctor Abraham. That's where all my courses are on, and that has a community feature in there. So we'll talk, we'll talk about that more offline. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we want to see you win, man. You had a free coaching session. There you go. Start a podcast, y'all get some free coaching. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly how it happens. That's why. That's why we put up that reel that um that Charles was talking. About. I did it. I put up the same reel like twice. Just changed the words a little bit. Yeah. And Charles was talking about podcasting is a hack. This is why you start a podcast. Yeah. You have to talk to billionaires and successful people for free and they tell you everything they coach you for free and they're happy to do it you can't pay them you can't pay them ten thousand to get an hour of their time but then they come on for an hour of their time for free and give you all the gems yeah when david shans interviewed grant cardone i called him once i tell y'all tell you this story i called grant cardone i was i want to talk to grant cardone i want to i want to be i want to be big so i'm going to call somebody that thinks 10x so i called up i said hey i want to talk to grant they're like sure i'm like oh that was easy <laughs> it was like, do you want to talk to him for an hour or half oh, an hour? Shit. I was like, no, I just it? need 30 minutes. He was like, cool. That'll be $10,000. Visa, NASCAR, <laughs> American Express. So you said $10,000 a day. Grant was hitting, hitting him on the head for 30 minutes. But peep nice. game, David Shan's interviewing. That was like an hour and 15 minute episode. I'm pretty sure he didn't pay him a dime. Right. So David Shan's got over for 20 grand. And that probably has views on it that that episode still paying them it was a good one it was a good one. so yeah yeah start a podcast you're like i don't know how to start a podcast man you're in luck a good friend rafael husband's here has a 24 uh starting your podcast in 24 hours or less it's only a dollar go grab that gumroad.com backslash tweet talk yep and the link will be in the show notes too in the bio all that and if you're really lucky his coaching will be available yeah but the, the coaching the group coaching will be available by the end of the month by the end of october what the i said by the end of october what's happened to tonight success love speed you said the calendar's already set up not the Bro, i'm about not, to i'm about to hop not, off of this i'm not not talking about the one-on-one -on -one coach i'm talking about the group coaching anyway moving on. i feel like i'm getting defensive man that's what happens when people you know, don't take action they you know what it is you know what it is you don't get it's defensive late. if you're taking action it's late at night that's what the problem is because then it's all you fancy. can say is it's done <laughs> it is finished that's what i used to do bruce did you make did you make 100 calls no did you make did you email no do you have any appointments today no well how are you going to hit your revenue goal i already did <laughs> you couldn't tell me nothing they're like, oh, all right, uh, keep it a good work. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to hit on this last tweet. Uh, I think this is a good one from New Studios, New You, Bruce. You said success attracts more success. Oh. So go create success. Oh, damn. I said that. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> success attracts success. So go create success. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. I, um, I used to work for a software company. It's one of my favorite stories because I failed miserably. I actually got fired. Mm -hmm. And what I really am proud of myself for is that I hustled every single day I was there until they, until they walked me out. And what's crazy is a lot of people would have taken that and been dejected and they would have felt deflated and defeated. And I was like, this is an opportunity because I got in the gym and put up some reps that were too heavy. But it, for any of my bodybuilders out there, for any of my personal trainers, you know that muscles grow by being torn. And when you went back and looked, I averaged 100 calls a day. 
every day I was there. That was the average. And I averaged one appointment. I think it ended up being 1.2 appointments every day I was there. That's six a week. So what happened was when I went to a different company, they're like, we need someone to set appointments. Can you, sh- can you show us some success? I said, yes, I can. And I could show them a chart because I was tracking my activity because I practiced and I was tracking my activity. I could show them, listen, I could show them by the hour. For over eight hours, I was averaging 13 calls, 13 or 15 calls every hour. It's documented. Here's the appointments and here's the number of people that show up. That success is documented. They was like, when can you start? So I was able to make more money doing less work because I created some success which I hope somebody grabs that. Even though I got fired, I still created success and it attracted more success. You win or you learn. Um, If I could just comment on that, a lot of people, they're trying to reach out and work with like people who they admire, they look up to, Mm -hmm. and they don't want to actually do anything. They just want to make the connection and Mm -hmm. maybe the connection is going to do it for them. Or maybe after they get connected, then the person's going to put them on game or connect them with somebody like the Jay-Z dinner. But what I think is that like, and I've said this before, it's successful people that are doers. They're out there making things happen. They're out there trying things. They're out there creating things. So if you want to network with these people, you got to be doing what they're doing. You have to be creating, you have to be building, you have to be doing other things. And it's funny, I was thinking about how back in the day, I used to want to be connected with Jay Morrison really heavy. And I still, I mean, I, I look up to him, he does cool stuff despite all the social media stuff. But when I just like reached out to Jay Morrison, I ain't really getting no pub, like no burn. When I started creating things and putting things out there and doing what I had to do, then he started to take notice. And so that's not just true with Jay Morrison. That's true with everybody across the board. It's interesting how J.R. Lee, whenever he hangs out with me, he always meets dope ass people. So just because he's around me, he gets to meet dope ass people. And then he ends up connecting with them. Like we were, he was, he... Last time I was in Atlanta, when I did in-person podcasts, I had him follow me around shooting content and he had a Instagram live interview with Ash Cash. He pulls up to the studio and Ash Cash at the studio. He never met him in person, only through Instagram live. But just by being there with me, he got a chance to like meet Ash Cash. Maybe he would have met him somewhere else too, but just in that instance, he got a chance to meet him. And so I thought that was dope. But even he, he gets to be in those spaces because he does the work. He adds value. He's making himself somebody. And even before that, the reason why we even connect is because he created a podcast. He had me on his podcast and he continued to promote and do more things. If I don't encourage anybody on this show to do anything else, do some stuff, build some stuff, create something that's going to make you valuable, going to make you somebody. And it's also going to elevate your social circle. What's really cool is people might see like, oh, Charles is putting on a conference and it looks like work. But no, like that's the next level stuff. Now I'm like, this is what I've done. This is my resume. This is what Ty Capital is building. We just had a conference. Like we did that. And so, yeah, it's going to cost me money. Yeah, it's going to be different, but it's going to elevate my brand. And so we got to be doing things and creating things that are going to elevate our brand because then you're going to get put on even more levels. Raphael, I was like, when I, I, I told Raphael, I was like, bro, like I'm sitting right next to Connie Falls. We just went to the presentation. She's on stage. And I got all those connections from a podcast. Literally, Ashley and connection through a podcast. Terry Ejoma. I know Terry Ejoma because I had a podcast. That's it. My entire network came from a podcast. So, and then I was able to level up because they just would give me free game for an hour. And all I did was implement that game. So, you know, 
Raphael about to make a meal off of his podcast brand. He's going to keep building it out, executing, being held accountable, and he's going to be there. Yeah, which is a good thing with the group. And, like, and he's going to give me a loan. Yeah, give you a small loan of a million dollars, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shoot, man. Gotta give your son a a small loan of a million dollars, you know what I mean? But anyway, like, the thing is, this is what Charles always would talk about. Like, do some stuff and doers respect doers. Doers like being around doers and you will attract people to you. Instead of going out there trying to get them to listen to you and give you the time, like, do some stuff and you will get noticed and then they'll come looking for you. Mm, They'll come looking for you. Well said, sir. Well said. Well, with that, Raphael, take us out. Yep. So special thanks goes out to our our brother, Bruce Hill, a.k.a. New Skills, New You, one of the leaders in our Todd Capital Business Mastermind group. Um, Brother's been blessing the group since the day he came in. I really mean that. Um, Definitely mean a blessing. Be sure to follow him on Twitter and Instagram at New Skills, New You. Um, where else can they follow you there, Bruce? The best way is Instagram. Instagram, hit the link tree, and then I'll have all the social media in there to make it real easy. New Skills, New You on Instagram. All good, all good, all good. Be sure to follow Bruce because he'll teach you those sales skills and we're all in sales, all of us. Whether you got a, a job or a business or you got a kid, husband, a wife, you stay at home mother, we all in sales. And the thing is, the babies realize that they know how to work it, man. They might not look like sales, but the kids know. Babies are the best sales because they never give up. <laughs> Right. You never take no. So be sure to follow our guest Bruce Hill, aka New Skills and You. Be sure to follow us, Tweet Talk the Black Belt Podcast on Twitter at Tweet Talk Pod P O D. Follow myself, Raphael, on Twitter at Work Money Life. Follow Charles on Twitter at Real Todd Billion because there's some fakers out there. Follow us on Instagram at Tweet Talk Podcast. Follow Charles on Instagram at Todd Billion and also at Todd.Capital. Be sure to be on the lookout for the Todd Capital Conference November 19th to the 21st in Los Angeles. It's going to be crazy. I'd like to leave you guys with one last tweet from Charles before we head out. Get ready, Charles. And Charles said, everything is expensive when you are exchanging hours of your life for it. Ooh. So this is the host, Raphael. For my other host, Charles, this is Tweet Talk About Well Podcast. We are out. Yeah, yeah. Yes, this is Donald the Voice, the official podcast editor and producer of the Tweet Talk podcast, featuring, of course, Charles Oglesby and the man Raphael Husbands. And look, man, if you just listen to this episode, then you know exactly what I'm capable of. You know my swag, you know what I can do. And so without any further ado, I kind of want to give you a special offer for Tweet Talk Podcast episode listeners. And here's what it is: head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com. And if you have podcasts or video editing needs, let's talk. And of course, I'm going to give you a real, real nice deal. But you have to mention that you're a Tweet Talk podcast listener. And this offer isn't going to last forever. So if you're on social media or you have a business or you got something going on to where you need somebody to edit and produce your content, come and holla at your boy. And I promise to take care of you, our dedicated listener to the Tweet Talk podcast. Again, head over to DonaldTheVoice.com and hit the contact page and let's have a little conversation. Okay, back to your day, your evening, your morning, whatever's going on. Peace.